thank you for supporting the media outreach of New Covenant Christian Ministries. Through the powerful preaching and teaching of Pastor Bill and Dr. Deanne Johnson, family relations are being restored. The wayward are returning to God. And together, we are transforming all people into fully devoted followers of Jesus Christ. Join us now for a message that will strengthen you in your faith and encourage you to be all that God has designed you to be. Now, what I want to start off for, I want you to repeat after me, say, my feet will never go where my mind have not been. Say it again. My feet will never go where my mind have not been. I need you to close your eyes. I want you to see yourself. What is it that God is asking you to do? I didn't ask you were you qualified. I didn't ask you that you have the money. I didn't ask you who you knew. What is it that you're desiring to do regardless? Matter of fact, if you had everything in your mind, you thought you needed to do it. Right now, see yourself doing it right now. Do you see yourself doing it? Do you see yourself, imagine yourself doing it? Now repeat again. My feet will never go where my mind have not been. Only what God says about you matters. How you identify yourself determines how you approach life. So what I want to do before I even start the ministry, I'm going to play a video, identity video. And the reason why I started here, because everything starts off with your identity. Satan always attack your identity. Because if he can attack your identity, he can attack your thinking. The battlefield's in the mind. So the first step is knowing that God loves you. So I want to play this video real quick. And while it's playing, remember, your feet will never go where your mind haven't been. Who am I? Am I what I do? An artist? An accountant? A teacher? A mother? Or am I what I've achieved? An honor student? An MVP? A winner? Am I the things I've done right? Or am I defined by the things I've done wrong? Am I a saint? A sinner? What about what others think of me? Am I all of these things? None of these things? Who am I? How I identify myself determines how I approach life. If I am what I do, I'll always need to do more and achieve more to find my value. If I am what others say, I'll always try to please people instead of my Heavenly Father. But if I listen to who God says I am and embrace his identity in me, I'll find the freedom to live out all he has planned for me. God calls me his child. He says I am wise and restored, that I'm a brand new creation in Christ. I am chosen and holy and blameless before God. He calls me his masterpiece. I am loved by God. He says I am made complete through the grace and mercy of Jesus, my Savior. And when I see myself the way God sees me, I walk with confidence because I trust the one who answers the question, who am I? 
Hallelujah. Now let's close our eyes again. Repeat after me. My feet will never go where my mind have not been. The first scripture we're going to go with is Zephaniah 3 verse 17 in the Amplified. The word, the power is in the word. So I'm going to always say the scripture. I'm going to have you repeat it. Write it down. Put it in your phone. So repeat after me. Say Zephaniah. Chapter 3, verse 17. This is in the Amplified Bible. Now, we t- I talked about the first thing in knowing your identity is having to know that God loves you. Because you were made in this image and at this likeness. But this is what it says. The Lord, your God. Who did it say? My God? Or did it say your God? That means it's personal. The Lord, your God, is in the midst of you. A mighty one, a savior who saves. So what is his job description? According to what we just read, a savior. So that means his job is to save you. That means it's not, you can't choose and pick what he's supposed to save you out of, right? He's a savior in every area of your life. From your family, your marriage, your finances, addictions, whatever is going on in your life, he is a savior. Let's finish reading. He will rejoice over you with joy. He will rest and in his silent sanctification and his, in his love, he will be silent and make no mention of your past sins or even recall them. He will exalt over you with singing. So from that scripture, does it sound like God mad at you? Does it sound like he loves you? He's singing over you. He said he don't even mention your past sins. Hebrews 8, 12. He talks about how your sins and iniquities he remember no more. In Hebrews 10, 17, the same thing. He talks about your sins and your iniquities I remember no more. Remember, sin was dealt with the day Jesus got on the cross. He died for your past, your future, and your present sins. So sin is not an issue. When we do sin, all it does is eat away at your confidence. God loves you unconditionally, and there's nothing you can do to stop him from loving you. So the first step in your identity is knowing that God loves you. What caused us to rebel? Just like a child, what caused a child to rebel against a parent? The first thing a child is going to say is he don't think his mother or the father loves him. So, what we have heard through religion, different things, God is mad at you. God is not mad at you. When he sees you, he sees you through the blood of Jesus. That's the covenant. The Bible says where there's sin, there's much more grace. He loves you unconditionally. Once you know God loves you, the confidence is so strong. I got to give you another scripture. Come on, y'all. Say hallelujah. I'm going to show you how much God loves you. In the scripture I'm about to show you, he tattooed your face on his hands. And he said you continually before him, always thinking about you like, man, I love my children. Write the scripture down, repeat after me. And we're going to pull it up as well. Isaiah. Come on, y'all say Isaiah. Isaiah. 49, verse 16. It's in the Amplified. He talks about how, is this the Amplified? Read it from here. 
He says, behold, he imprinted a tattoo, a picture of you on the palm of his hands. And he says how the walls are continually before him, which means you're continually before him. He's always thinking about you. Always. That means not, he knows the number of hairs on your head. He knows your good, your bads, your mistakes. But yet you're still perfect, but you're perfect in him. Oh, my God. Come on, y'all say grace. grace. Isaiah 52, verse 12. Come on, y'all say Isaiah 52, verse 12. And this is the Amplified. This scripture here talks about how he goes before you. And he's your rear guard covering your paths. You know, the enemy try to say, oh, what about this? What about that when you did that? Oh, he said he covers your past and goes before you. For you will not go out with haste, nor will you go and fight as was necessary when Israel left Egypt. For the Lord will go before you and the God of Israel shall be your what? Jesus died for your past, future, and present sins. When we sin and eat away our confidence. But guess what? Repeat after me. Say, I'm the righteousness of God. I am the righteousness of God. You're not righteous by your works. You're righteous by what Jesus done on the cross. He made you righteous. Hallelujah. Hebrews 13, 5 in the Amplified. This is one of my favorite scriptures. Come on, y'all say Hebrews 13, 5. I always say the scripture. I'm going to always constantly say scripture because the word is what a power is. This is how you can convince that, you know, God loves me because he said it. If he said it, his word does not come back void. This is what it says. It says, let your character or mortal disposition be free from the love of money including greed, avarice, lust, craving, earthly possessions, and be satisfied with your present circumstances. So basically saying, the spirit of mammon. spirit of mammon was like, man, I'm going to get up at 6 a.m. so I can get to work in the morning. I'm going to do everything to get this money. But when it comes to going to church, oh, man, I can take my time. That means you put in the spirit of mammon saying, I'm putting that greed over the things of God. The things of God should go over even over that. But the spirit of mammon try to say, you know what? I don't have to tithe. I don't have to give anything. Or it try to get you away from it, try to get you to motivate money be your motivation. The Bible says the love of money is the root of all evil. Not the love of money. Money is, is, is good as long as it's in the right hands. But listen, this is where I'm trying to get to the scripture right here. I want to go to the left. It says, but be satisfied with your present circumstances, right? And what you have. For he who said this? God himself. This is what he's going to say. He's going to say it three times. And now anytime the enemy try to attack your thinking when if God loves you, oh, he won't be there for you. He won't come back with his word. I want you to think of this scripture right here, this part right here. For him, God has said, I will not in any way fail you, nor give you up, nor leave you without support. Talking about child support, right? <laughs> he said he will not leave you without support, right? Let's keep going. He's going to say it three times. What do he say? I will not. I will not. I will not. He's saying this three times. Now, God is serious about this, right? 
I will not in any way leave you helpless nor forsake you nor let you down. Relax my hold on you or surely not. So now, since we know this, we can take comfort and encourage and confidently and boldly say, the Lord is my helper. I will not be seized with alarm. I will not fear or dread or be terrified. What can man do to me? Let's go back to what we were saying. God loves you, right? Come on, y'all say, God loves me. With his undying, unfailing, unconditional love. And there's nothing he will not do for me. That's the first step in knowing your identity. Let's keep going. Come on, hallelujah. So I gave you three scriptures. I gave you Hebrews 8, 12, Hebrews 10, 17, and Zephaniah, where God said, your sins and iniquities I remember no more. Because that's what's going to be dealt with. He's going to always come and try to attack you on what you've done wrong. But your identity, like the video said, that doesn't identify you. What identifies what Christ said. Repeat after me. Only what God says means to, means matters to me. Only what God says matters to me. I want to play another video. Let's play the second one. This one here is called Commitment committed to serve. In life, we make commitments. These commitments usually come from a desire. A man and a woman will make a commitment in marriage because they are in love with each other. An athlete will commit to training because of the love they have for the sport. A student will commit to studying because of the desire they have to learn and to succeed. The truth is, we won't make a very solid commitment if there is no desire. Paul made a pretty bold commitment in Philippians. He said, to live is Christ, to die is gain. This means as long as he was on the earth, his life would be all about serving Christ. For him, the fact that he was alive and breathing meant he had work to do. As believers, we are called to make a commitment. Our commitment to serve isn't just about making sure a bunch of needs are met. It's about having a desire for Christ's kingdom. It's not a hobby or a side project. It is the evidence of the desire we have for Christ. This is our commitment to serve. So we're talking about commitment. You notice how he said for a basketball player, he's committed to the workouts. To someone that's in school that's committed to going to school. The first thing is, are you committed to this? Now, even if you're not committed to God, God is committed to you. Regardless. I want to read the scripture. Let's go to Jeremiah 29, verse 11. Because, like you said, you want to know if God loves you, right? We know God loves us. But we've got to get the foundation down. This is what he said. For I know the thoughts and plans that I have for you, says the Lord. Thoughts and plans of welfare and peace and not evil. So God is not thinking evil about you. He's not thinking bad about you. Let's keep going. To give you hope in your final outcome. This is in the Amplified. Then you call upon me and I will call and I will come and pray to me and I will hear and heed you. Then you will seek me and inquire for and require me as a vital necessary and find me when you search for me with all your heart. 
I want to go into another scripture. So basically, this is what he's saying. He's saying, I knew you when you first started. Before you was in your mother's womb, I knew you. He said, I know you're going to mess up. He said, I know you're going to go to the left. You come to the right, but I'm still here. I'm committed to you. Hebrews 13, 5, remember I told you? I will never, under no circumstance, leave you nor forsake you. God is with you and only think good thoughts about you. So now since we know this foundation of love, now you can start showing who your identity is. What is God saying about you? The Bible says you're chosen, a chosen generation. It talks about the youth, how the youth are the arrows, mighty warriors, children of the youth. It talks about how great is the peace of the children, the seed of the righteous. You are the righteous. God has chosen you for this time. But now it's time to serve. How do we serve? We serve in love. Jesus is our example. Let's go to the next scripture. Hallelujah. Come on, y'all. Say hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Let's go to Philippians chapter 1, verse 6. In the Amplified. Now, remember I was saying your feet will never go where your mind haven't been? How do you see yourself? Because Christ constantly telling you how he sees you. He said he loves you unconditionally. He, did, he never said that you have to be qualified to do what he's calling you to do. Because he qualified you when he called you. Philippians 1.6 says, Am I convinced and sure of this very thing that he who begun a good work in you will continue until the day of Jesus Christ? Right up to the time of his return, developing that good work and perfecting and bringing it to full completion in you. God began it in you. That means he's going to finish it until the day. But it's his grace. His grace is sufficient. He's not asking you to do it by your strength. It's by his spirit. Come on, y'all. Say hallelujah. hallelujah. Say hallelujah. hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. God's thoughts and plans does not change for you based upon your actions. As it is in heaven, so shall it be on earth. He will not change his thoughts about you based upon your actions. Ladies, you're queens. You're daughters of the most high God. Fellas, you're kings. Sons of the most high God. Mighty men of valor. Ladies, you're virtuous queens. Regardless of your circumstances. And the song that I sing is called Dream Big. It said, I sat in a house full of failure and I dream big. Which means regardless of my circumstances. I'm looking at higher. God, won't you come up hither? What does the word say? What is it saying about your circumstances? This is 2017 now. If you're going through any type of trauma on anything, just Google you. Scripture on whatever you're going through. If it's healing, healing. But the Bible says all things are possible to those who believe. It works if you believe it. Jesus died for everything but unbelief. He died for your sins, your healing, took on poverty, but he cannot make you believe. You have to believe. The enemy is trying to start a war with you. He's already trying to war. But remember, it's already won. 
The battlefield's in your mind. The Bible says, cast down every wicked imagination thought and try to exhort itself against the knowledge of God. Which means he's trying to bring something to your mind against his word. The greatest deception the enemy try to tell you is that God's word will not come to pass. Don't believe him, he's a liar. He is a liar. Walk by faith. How do you walk by faith? Walk by faith is going on what the word says about you. The Bible says, this I say, walk in the spirit and you will not feel the lust of the flesh. Walk in the spirit is a way of thinking that lines up with the word of God. Walking in the flesh is the thinking that lines up with what the enemy in the world says. You overcome it by lining your thinking up with the word. If the word says I'm rich, guess what? I'm rich. Head not talking, whoa, 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 I don't got a penny in my pocket, though. No, I'm rich. The Bible says I'm rich. Well, the doctor gave me a report, said I'm dealing with cancer. What does the word say? By his stripes, I'm healed. He sent his word and he healed them all. That's what his word says. So what am I going to believe? Believe what the word says. The word works if you work it. I promise it works if you work it. It's so many testimonies. Everybody in this room give a testimony how God delivered them from some way, shape, or form. And when you don't start seeing things go through, guess what you're supposed to do? Pull out your faith book, which meaning pull out your faith stories. Man, I remember that time I ain't had a rent. And somebody, God told somebody to bless me with it. That's your testimony. Pull it out. See, they don't want you to remember. He don't want you to get your victory. And if you get it, he don't want you to remember it. Because he wants you to look at what's going on in the natural. No, we the just. The just live by what? Faith is going on what the word of God says about you. You are winners. You're born to a win. You're born to succeed. And look like you're losing. You win even bigger. You got a mighty God on your side. Jehovah Jireh, your provider. Jehovah Rophe, your healer. <coughs> He's a many-breasted one. He's a restorer. He's a comforter in time of trouble. It said he's a very present help in time of trouble. Man, hallelujah, Lord God. What is your identity? Christ is a winner. It's a scripture here. I'm going to see if I can find it. I know I wrote it down. He talked about how Jesus dealt with the same amount of emotions that we dealt with in circumstances, but yet he did not sin. But he can relate because he's been through it. The same things. Anger, unforgiveness, lust. No matter what it is, he dealt with it, but he just didn't sin. And you know how he did it? In the scripture, it said Jesus got down. He seen his disciples there. They will sleep. Tell me, yo, just pray. Come on, man. Y'all just pray for me, man. I need y'all right now. You know what I'm saying? I'm going through it. You know, y'all, y'all, y'all gonna see what I'm going through. Just pray for me. He goes away. And when he's up there, he started praying. He's dealt with all these emotions, all these feelings. But yet he did not sin. He said, let it be God's will to be done. But what he does, what was he getting attacked? He was getting attacked in his mind. And when he being attacked, what he do? He got down, he prayed. And it went a little further. What do we try to do? The enemy try to get us to stop right there, stagnate you. Don't move. No, 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 no. He got down, he prayed, and he moved a little further. Keep moving. You'll see the end result. Go to chapter uh, Luke 10, chapter 19, and amplify. That's Luke. Repeat after me, say Luke. Chapter 10, verse 19. This is your power scripture. God has given you power. Authority. 
to triumph over serpents and scorpions. Look at the power he's giving you. He's giving you power over physical and mental strength and ability and over all the power that the enemy possesses. And nothing shall by any means hurt you. And nothing. Let's read it again. He's giving you authority, power over all these things, physical, the physical, the mental. He's giving you the strength and ability <coughs> over all the power the enemy possesses. And nothing shall by any means hurt you. <coughs> Go to verse 20. I like verse 20 because it, it, it really breaks it down for you. He said, don't rejoice your names are written in heaven. And don't rejoice that the spirits is injected unto you, but rejoice because your names are enrolled in heaven, which meaning, you know how the people show you demon movies and everything, it's like the Christian's always losing, or your spiritual things. He said, these spirits are injected unto you. What are you scared about? I don't care what's going on in this world right now. He said, he's giving you authority, and these spirits are injected unto you. Through the name of Jesus, this is your identity once you know who you are. Somebody come with a gun, no matter. He's giving you authority. That spirit is working in him. In the name of Jesus, it bows. Repeat after me. Say, every name bows to the name of Jesus Christ. Lack is nothing but a name. Poverty, sickness, anger is nothing but a name. Unforgiveness is nothing but a name, and it bows to the word. Repeat, repeat after me. Unforgiveness is like drinking poison, expecting the other person to die. Christ forgiven us so we can easily forgive, right? Our identity come through him. Unforgiveness is another sign of enemy trying to keep you in, trying to keep you stagnated. You got to set your heart like you set your alarm clock to get up for work. It goes off, boom. Soon as somebody do some harm, you got to set your heart. Oh, I forgive them by faith. I forgive them before they even do anything. As a Christian, we can't afford to be in unforgiveness. We don't want to open that door. Remember, we authority. We win. So we're not going to allow the enemy to come in in no way, shape, or form. Man, God loves us. God loves you so much. There's nothing he will not do for you. The Bible says he's steady, perfecting everything that concerns you, your family, your children, your finances. I'm almost done. Am am I I going too long? Okay. (laughs) I want to respect the house, you know. Um, I want to find that scripture I was telling you guys about. Oh, 1 Peter 2.29. Hallelujah. And then I'm going to show one more last video. 1 Peter 2.29. It says, like newborn babes, you should crave Thirst, earnest desire for the pure, oh my God, spiritual milk that if, if you by being nurtured and growing to complete salvation. This reminds me of a song that I wrote. It talks about addicted to your word. Kind of like, oh say can you see the fiending in me? Overdose is changing me, it's no longer me. You're my shield, abundant compensation. What a reward from being in your presence. All I want to do is worship you. It talks about morning, evening, and night. Going before the throne in worship. 
when you desire him. Remember the second video I showed you guys? It talked about having that passion. What is moving you? You got to have a desire so that you can actually want to do it. But how you do it? You got to know he loves you. That's the first thing. He's not asking you to get yourself together and come to him. Come to him just as you are. Hallelujah. Come on, y'all. Say hallelujah. hallelujah. All right. 2 Corinthians 5, 17, last scripture. Y'all repeat after me. 2 Corinthians 5, 17. I like giving scripture, y'all. I hope I don't bore y'all. I mean, that's the only thing I can give you. Like, the Bible says, preach the word. You know, I got to give you the word. Because that's what you need. That's, that's the time to fight. The Bible says, when, when, it, when, those, when those thoughts come in your mind, you got to have some word. You got to speak it by faith. Cast those thoughts down. I mean, it'll come in a minute. He'll come in a minute to attack your thinking. But you got to have a word to cast it down. Can't overthink a thought. You got you to overthink. You can't overthink. got to speak the word. Speak. Call those things that you desire, that you wish. Therefore, if any person is engrafted in Christ. Wow, you see that? That means you're in Christ. The Messiah, he is a what? That means the fresh and new has come. You know, you fresh. That's like kindergarten or first grade or high school, your first day of school. Ooh, you're going to kill them. New gym shoes. <laughs> you know, you fresh, you new. You know what I'm saying? You're coming out fresh. You know how you lay your clothes out on the bed like, oh, I'm going to kill them first day. You're in Christ. You're new. All that old stuff is gone. You know, you're about to come out new. The old, the precious mortal and spiritual condition has passed away. That means the old you has passed away. That ain't you no more. People try to remind you. Yeah, they say, oh, yeah, I know you. I know you. What about when you did this? Whoa, whoa, whoa. The fresh and new has come. I'm fresh and I'm new, baby. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you got to say it to yourself because even yourself try to say some stuff to you. But remember, we're taking on the thoughts of what? Christ. We made his image and his likeness. What we, we stop? Can go to the next scripture. But all things are what? Is they from the enemy? They're from your friends? It's from God, who through Jesus Christ reconciled us to himself, received us into favor, brought us to harmony with himself, and gave to us the ministry of what? That by the word indeed we may aim to, to bring others into harmony with him. They go to serving. They go to that serving word. Now we love God. God loves us. We know he loves us. Now we can serve. Because it's hard to serve you on our identity. Because as soon as you start serving, the attack going to come. But that don't mean you lose because we already won it. Right? Old things have passed away. Behold, all things are new. It's a scripture here that I wrote that I found the other day. I was like, wow, and I seen the Amplified. It's Romans 5 verse 10. This is good right here. This is the last one, okay, you guys? It's like opening back candy for me right here. I'm like, oh. Uh, <laughs> Romans 5, verse 10. And Amplified. For if we, why were we enemies? Oh, actually, go to verse 9 first. Because it talks about the one man obedience, many become righteous. That means what Jesus done, he made you righteous. What Adam done, he made you all sinners. Since we are justified. Made righteous and brought into a relationship with God by Christ's blood. How much more certain is it that we shall be saved by him through the indignation and wrath of God? 
For, what, for if while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his son, it is much more certain now that we are reconciled that we shall be what? Say what? Here you go. What that say? Through his, that means it's constant. Daily you're delivered from sin's dominion. Through his resurrection life. Where that sin is much more grace. Daily is something you're going to go through. Daily stuff going to come up. You may mess up daily, but it says daily you're delivered through sin's dominion. Through his what? Resurrection life. The cross. He got on the cross. You're not getting off, y'all. He died for your past, present, and future sins. Your identity. How do you see yourself? Young people, this is your time. The Old Testament, it talked about they wish they was here around this time. The power so present, you guys will prophesy. You guys are going to do so much in this earth right now. Remember how I told you guys, close your eyes, and I told you um, your feet will never go where your mind haven't been? See yourself doing it. What's stopping you? The enemy going to tell you you can't afford it. You don't have the right hookups? No, 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 no. Write your vision down, make it plain, and work. But then it talks about falling in the rest of God. The finished works is what Jesus has done for you already. Just walk it out. I love what you said. Unashamed. Finish it out. You a light. A city on the hill that can't be hid. John 12, 47, it talks about Jesus said, I come not to pass judgment on you, on the world, but I come that all men may be saved. He's not judging. Jesus himself not to come to judge. He said, I come to save man. And we made in his image. So we're not coming here to condemn them. We come to make sure everybody's prepared, equipped. If our brother or sister fall, get them up. Let's go. You can find me. Talk. I'm not going to spread your news out. I'm going to tell you what the word says. That's it. Hallelujah. If you don't want to hear my teaching and fail to observe them, does not keep them. But disregards him, it is not I who judges him. For I have not come to what? Or to condemn or pass sentence or to inflict penalty on the world. But I come to what? Save the world. Jesus is not a condemner. He didn't even come. He's an example, remember? Our identity come from him. We come to get people out. We're the anointing. We show we come to remove burdens, destroy yoke. That's it. Regardless of what's going on in our life. We win even when it looked like we're losing. We win even bigger. Hallelujah. Last day I'm going to play this video. Hallelujah. Thank y'all for listening so much. money you had, how much power you had, how much prestige, you're going to see that that was all game, that that was all an illusion. The only thing that's going to matter is the impact you have on other people's lives. We are all on a separate journey. But the beautiful thing about our life here on this earth is at my funeral, they ain't going to talk about my success. They're going to talk about who Nick was and how Nick lived and how Nick loved and 
encouraged. Success is incredibly important, but even more important than success, it's having an impact. It's knowing you haven't walked the planet in vain. It's knowing that because you've been here, you've blessed lives, you've developed people, and you have made the world a better place. The effect you have on others is the most valuable currency there is. Everything you gain in life will rot and fall apart. And all that will be left of you is what was in your heart. Life is a mirror. And life gives us not what we want, Life gives us who we are. When you were born, you cried while the world rejoiced. Live your life in such a way that when you die, the world cries while you rejoice. Hallelujah. Last thing I'm touching on is go to Revelations 5, verse 12. And it's just a confession I'm going to try to make with him because you heard what he said. We impact him. We sit on the head that can't be hid. We're the light. This is your inheritance package. Remember, it's about your identity, right? Say it with a loud voice. voice. Actually, can you do it in the King James? It talks about, worth is the lamb that was slain for you to receive. Say power. power. Say power. power. That's power to overcome anything, Right? Let's go to the next one. Say riches. riches. Wisdom. Yeah. Wisdom is knowing what to do when you don't know what to do. That type of wisdom. Yeah. Strength. Strength. Honor. Honor. Glory. Glory. Blessing. Yeah. The blessing is the empowerment to succeed. The curse is the empowerment to fail. God blessed you. Christ redeemed you from the curse of the law being made a blessing that the, that the blessing of Abraham is operating over you. They made a curse. Christ blessed you. He can never curse what he blessed. You're the blessing. It's in you. Live it. Walk it out. Repeat after me. God loves me. What is unfailing, undying, unconditional love. And there's nothing, nothing I cannot do in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, guys. this message. For more information on other products and materials, please contact us at 770-484-9300 Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Or visit our website at www.newcov.org. If you're in the Atlanta area, we invite you to join us for one of our dynamic services. Once again, thank you for receiving the living word of God from New Covenant Christian Ministries, where we are transforming all people into fully devoted followers of Jesus Christ.